This is a podcast where we play Dungeons and Dragons with each other. <laughs> it's a comeback. It's made a comeback. It took a while, but it's back. That's a good uh, Waluigi laugh, Jeffrey. Waluigi. I am going to win. Hello and welcome to Make Believe Heroes, an actual play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons adventure for all ages. I am your dungeon master and my name is Paul. <laughs> and tonight I'm joined by five friends of mine. Hey guys, this is Jeremy and I play Sutsaurus. I'm Jeffrey and I play Sir Vance Off the Wall. I'm Alan and I play Chargensis Kintle. I'm Felicia, and I play Misk. I'm Mason, and I play Miles. I mean, we're all laughing because that's the first time that Alan ever just did a straight, <laughs> like, really good intro for his character. I'm Alan, first. and I play Chargensis. It's not Char! Or Brackle. Or Jim. Or Jim a little cart. Charity! I didn't know he had a full name. I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> See, if, if you're weird long enough, being normal becomes weird. <laughs> that's true. That you true. nailed it. That's a fact. That is a stone cold fact. So, uh, how's everybody doing tonight? You know, I've been better. Uh, you know, all right, I've been better. That's good. I want to just destroy some blood contracts. Just destroy them. <laughs> I just want to kill people. Well, you know, you all might get the chance. Uh, but before we proceed with the continuation of the game, uh, I want to do a couple things up front. First, you can all add four thousand five hundred experience points to your character. What? Yes. How many is that? Whoa. It's a four, five, and two zeros. That's a lot. If I level, do I get my HP back? You're not going to level. But you're getting closer. I just leveled up. 4,500 experience points. You should all be sitting... Time to purge 394. That puts me at 18.5. You needed to level up anyway, Miles. I'm level four. Just a little baby. <laughs> oh, he's so squishy. I'm already <laughs> at level 12. I've been playing without y'all. Oh, I see, I see. For all of you, it's been one week since our last game, but because of timey-wimey stuff, it has been over a month since we played. Because of life and summer and life and... Gen Con. Summer. summer and, and Gen fishing. Con. It's not really because of fishing. Basically, I mean, you may have because been fishing. Paul my life. doesn't like to play D&D. Yeah, Paul hates Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah, I heard him talking about it yesterday. You guys are hilarious. Okay, I do want to give a big shout out to one of our patrons. If you become a patron at patreon.com slash makebelieveheroes, not only will you get a slew of awesome rewards like early release Fridays, behind the scenes Money Man Unwrapped, or special bonus episodes where we play other stuff, you will also get cool things like shout outs on the show. Like patron Walker Evanoff, who is a big participator on our Discord. Walker, you are the man. And I'm looking at our Discord channel and you know who this last person to respond was? Who's that? Not Walker. But the second to last person to respond was Walker. <laughs> Walker Evanoff, uh, you rock. Love Thank you. you for being a patron. You have made all of this possible. And if you are already a patron and haven't got your shout out, don't worry. It's on its way. And thank you for supporting us. Also, I do want to mention real quick that we are about to send out our other physical rewards. So there you go. Are y'all ready to get into some Dungeons and Dragons? 
37 hours ago. So I'm going to begin by rolling this giant blue d20. Ooh. Aha. Uh-huh. You got a 10. Wow. You did it. It's very middle of the road. That's very mediocre. That's that very 10-ish. <laughs> 20. Take away 10. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about last time on Make Believe Heroes. Our adventurers found themselves in a bit of a, uh, a tight spot in the library at Brightport. Servants spotted a number of Hotfoot members there to potentially cause trouble for them. They tried to sort of uh, intervene or figure out what was going on, maybe sneak out. But before they could do anything, Saul was spotted. It turns out they were there to, you know, quote unquote, teach Saul a lesson for being so rude. Bring it on. Big surprise. Saul doesn't learn. But they were in a library, which is the perfect place to teach a lesson. It is. It is. Uh, apparently, it's also the perfect place to start many fires, because <laughs> uh, in spite of the fact that as they were going in, Saul was informed, you can't smoke in here. He walked away from the front desk and then continued to light another cigar. Four times. Uh, Classic soon, Saul. As soon as uh, these hot foot thieves, assassins, whatever, began to cause some trouble and try to push Saul out the door, if you will, he turned and started a fight. Of course, then Servance literally like leaps off the banister down into the fight, and the next thing you know, the shelves are on fire. Uh, there are halflings like cut in twain. Uh, ever, there's just death and destruction, and the fire got out of hand. Some other weird stuff happened. Char ate a handful of fire. It was weird. It was weird. He was hungry. You all managed to uh, take down these hot feet and then get outside and make your escape away from the burning library. You decided to head back across town to the Drunken Lizard, the uh, inn near the docks where you all are staying. And that is where we begin. You're making your way across Bright Port. Uh, The sun is setting behind you. There's a lot of commotion as you're first beginning your journey, but the farther you get away from the library, the less noticeable it is. But you can see, if you look back, some smoke rising up in the distance. So that's not great. That doesn't sound like the best. It is great. So we have this member of the Hot Feet with us. He looks at Misk. Wait, wait. Do I know that? It's been so long. Do I know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the last do. one kind of ended with you and Miles having some serious like headbutting moments, but okay. Basically, Misk like told you, uh, he is my friend. He's protected me, and right. he, even though he's working for the Hot Feet, he's he's got my back. So you may still be you know suspicious okay. of him, but yes. you know that he has Misk's seal of approval. Misk, I don't think we need to be in the street much longer. He like glances over his shoulder at the smoke. You know, smiles quite a bit. Lots of cigar of his own. Perhaps we should make haste. And he's going to... I want to, like... I don't want to be on the main drag. Can we, like, try to find a sur- surreptitious way back? Yeah, sure. You. Uh, I'll tell you what. Um, I can... Uh, you're, if they're, even if they're relying on you, I'm going to need a survival check, Misk. Uh, you know, I shouldn't be a Shouldn't be, a, like, a super hard DC. And by shouldn't be, I mean it won't be. I'm the one who decides the DC, so... Uh, it's a four plus... Plus one? That's a five? Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> so the DC was a ten, uh, uh, which is very average. You did not succeed. Misk is like, yeah, sure, I can, I'll, I'll lead us back a different way. But uh, it's actually, I guess it's been longer than you had thought. You kind of lose your way a little bit. and You don't get lost, you know, like, oh, I'm lost in the city. I mean, you know how to m- make your way back to the main streets. But you end up taking longer and uh, 
you don't successfully go to uh, less crowded areas, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Lovely. You eventually end up having to like backtrack to the main road to make your way back to the inn. So you really know your way around here, huh? It's been a while. Don't judge. Servants? Yes. Make me a perception check. Twelve. Twelve it is. You all are, you know, traveling along the main path back. You have cut through central Brightport, heading toward the docks. You are, uh, like I said, it's not dark. It's evening and the sun's starting to go down. And you approach the inn, the drunken lizard. You see the little sign there of the lizard holding a tankard. Uh, swinging in front of the door. You all go inside? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Vance, you're you're stepping through the door. Everyone's kind of coming in behind you. By the way, Saul, um, I'm assuming that while you guys tucked away that you and Misk both re-upped your disguised self-spells. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Saul definitely would want to do that. I think I had up too. I think I still had my... Yeah, Miles did too. Miles still okay. had his disguised self on. That's fine. You all... So... Saul, you're out of spell slots. Uh, You've used them. You are on your last one. Yep. You've got about a half an hour ish until it's until it's done for the day. Misk, I think you're you're still okay for now. I'll double check. Misk, I think I'm going to have a problem soon. That's why we need to get back to the rooms and talk about what we're going to do. This is we need to definitely not spend much time down here around a bunch of people. Also, Miss Kyle's wrong. You were on your last one as well. I just checked. <sighs> Miles, you're probably fine. Vance, you step through the door and uh, it's crowded in here. A lot more crowded than it was earlier. There are a lot of people around. You guys trying to push your way up to your I rooms? I go to my room. Yeah. yeah. Saul's gonna take a good look around to see how many hot feet have followed us in, but yeah. He wants to basically head straight upstairs. Okay, you're, you're looking around for halflings that look suspicious. Uh, you can give me a perception check. <laughs> this is so bad. Guess what I just rolled? What? It is a one of the natural kind. <laughs> wow. You, uh, you see no hot feet. Vance. Everybody's feet are so cold right now. Yeah. You are walking toward the, uh, the staircase. It's kind of back and to the right. And it's crowded in here. Like I said, there's a lot of people standing around, and you are trying to kind of weave through and press your way, and there's someone standing right in front of the door, like, talking to someone to where you need to go. Uh, it's a, She's a woman. I think she's got brunette hair, and she's standing right in your way. She's wearing some sort of, like, what looks like armor. She's, she looks human. Excuse me. We need to go through here. She, uh, like, stops talking and turns and looks up at you. When she does, you recognize her. I stab her. What? <laughs> and she says, hey, excuse you, uh, wait, Vance? Who is it? <laughs> it's Pauline. Oh. I stab <gasps> her. <laughs> oh, my God. Vance. What? Is that? Is that you? She just full-on hugs you. She just jumps on you and starts hugging you. Um, what's going on Sir, here? Sir Vance. I hug her back. You, you're alive. Yeah. You, you look terrible. Oh, thanks. It's very nice of you. Where, where have you been? Where, where is Guy? Where is the elf? Where have you been? I have been looking. I have been looking everywhere for you. What are the rest? The rest of you are right here with him, and you're seeing this exchange. So that's a lot, lot of long story. Uh, 
I've got, I've got time. Do you, do you have a room? Do you have somewhere we can go and talk? Are, and are these your friends? She says, looking at the ones that you came in with. Yeah. Saul um, leans forward and says, we do not have time. And like grabs Misk by the arm and starts walking up the stairs. I'm sorry. It was nice to meet you. I got to go with him. Sorry. Does Miles follow Misk? Miles follows both of them. Miles, let's go. What's Char doing? He is just kind of like kicking back like, what's even happening? Just kind of looking bored. You stay downstairs. You go upstairs. Uh, he's he's headed to his room. He's like, okay, these, these people, you know. <laughs> Vance. Um. Yeah, I have a room. Okay. Well, uh, let's go talk. Uh, I have. I mean, I can't. I'm so glad to see you, but it's been it's been years since anyone's even heard from you, or or guy. Where, where is guy? Is he is he in the room? Where where is he? Where is Guy, Vance? Well, Guy is actually in another plane. Oh, what? No. What do you What do you mean in another plane? Uh, let's Let's go. It's loud. Let's go upstairs. Let's go. And uh, she turns, starts going upstairs, and you can you seeing seeing her now for the first time. She is dressed in like full armor, like metal armor. And uh, she's sort of turning. You see now, like the symbol of Paylor on her chest. Oh! You follow her upstairs. Yeah. Okay. You go upstairs. You have your room. Uh, you're going up there, following her. I'm sure showing her where that is. Saul, you, Misk, and Miles make it back to your room. Okay. Miles, is it? Yes. How do I remove a blood contract? <laughs> you see, it's not that simple to just remove it. I told you, Saul, we didn't find the solution. Believe it or not, it has to do with the blood. You found a solution in the blood. Explain. It's some odd magic, and I I can't just... I'm sure you wouldn't understand. Oh, gosh. I love it. Don't say that to him, Miles. He didn't mean it, Saul. (laughs) Saul, like, inhales inhales so deeply and blows out (laughs) smoke so strongly. (laughs) All right, peasant. Just... Slowly explain it. Misk is going to just sit down on the bed. You see, each of our own bloods carries a significant trace. We're each different in our own way. You see, it traces back to our DNA, which, you know, is what sealed her to this contract. And without, you know, her passing or something happened to her, then this contract will never be void because her... Blood is on the contract. So we kill her and bring her back to life. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I know you're not serious. No. Oh, I'm deadly serious. Wait, you were serious, Saul? (laughs) If I die, I go to the void. (laughs) Not necessarily. Here I am. Yeah, but that was a different circumstance. Go on, Miles. What's your solution? The solution I propose is that after studying this magic, along with the anatomy on the side, you know, I've come to realize that this contract has to be signed in someone's blood. Someone. So if someone else signs it in my place, I will be released. Why are you making that face? It can't be just anyone. Okay. What kind of blood, Miles? What kind of blood? You see, only someone who's partaken in the writing or in the stipulations of the contract, only those people's bloods can be involved. So... Yours? So the Shiv Whoa, and Saul. Misk 
are two of the partakers. Shivan, Misk, and Miles. Presumably. Miles, I would never do that to you. It doesn't say, it says, you, I, you were able to sign the contract by pricking your finger. So Miles could override it by pricking his. Is this what I'm getting at? Is it this simple? Yes, Ma- but he would he- be held under that same, I would not do that to him. Miles bows his head and turns around. He just walks towards the door and stands there quietly. You would be bound to the shiv, which is something you had already done anyway. Stay silent. That doesn't release us from surveillance, though. That just releases you from the shiv. So Misk walks over to Miles and gets in front of him, puts her hands on his shoulders, and she's looking at him. Okay, look in my look in my eyes. He glances up just just once. I do not feel comfortable doing this to you, and I will not make the decision. Misk, you don't feel comfortable whenever you try to do something on your own. Whenever you try to do something against what the what the shiv wants. That makes you uncomfortable. So don't talk to me about how you would feel uncomfortable or something like that to be placed upon me. But would you really do that for me? That's a decision that has been made on the spot. Do you have to physically have the contract in hand? Yes. Do you have it? I do not. I do. I'm just kidding. There's our issue. There's the reason why I wanted to go straight to the Hall of Records. Because it's there. In the center of the city. Below. For one that doesn't know how to respect one much more magically inclined than himself, you are a little bit useful. He just turns his head. Vance, you lead Pauline upstairs. You show her to your room. She steps inside. All right, Vance. Look, I need you to be straight with me. What exactly... Do you mean when you say guy is on another plane? You might want to sit down. She starts she looks a little pale, honestly, uh a little bit like wild-eyed. And she says, "I think I'll stand." Kind of places her hands on her hips. Well, he's dead. She drops her hands to her side. No. What do you what do you mean? He You said he was on another plane. How can he be on another plane if he's dead? Um, I didn't know how to put it to you, so I just said that. He's actually dead. She slaps you right in the face. And tears are running, start building up in her eyes and just starting to spill out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, how? Okay, I hug her. How did he? And she just, she just lets you hug her for a minute and she just weeps and you you know she's she's been really like stout and strong like I said armored up obviously she's taken on some sort of a an official role with the church in the last two and a half three years but she just goes limp as you hug her and she just kind of lays there for a while eventually she sort of starts to gather herself and she says how did he how did he die Oh, he actually was killed by the elf that was with us. The one that... I don't understand. You... Weren't you... Wasn't he supposed to, like, save the world or something? Something about a tree? He was supposed to. But he ended up turning to the dark side. I just... I've, uh... I've become a paladin for the church. That's unfortunate. What do you mean, that's unfortunate? I, I... I did it 
That's what you did. Not anymore. She kind of steps back and takes a good look at you and she sees the scraggly hair and the dark clothing, the scar across your face. What happened to you, Vance? Uh, Well, after that whole adventure and everything went wrong, Halor did nothing to intervene when he clearly could have. Kind of forsook all of that. And now I've been searching for a way to bring guy back. Vance, I, 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 uh, I mean, I'll be honest, I was afraid of this. Every week that passed by searching for you, I, I was afraid that you were both gone, but can you, can you, can you really bring guy back? It is possible. And we're actually getting very close. Those acquaintances you saw could be the gate to the other side. I don't really understand what you mean when you say the other side. Uh, it's kind of complicated. Of course, I'm... there are the hells, but there's also whatever else is out there. The hells are closer to that plane than we are. So. Okay, look, I don't know anything about what you're speaking of, but are you sure that this is... What are you going to do? Are you going to just try and bring him back and then what, just the two of you come home like nothing ever uh, happened? I mean, not like nothing ever happened. I don't know. What makes you so sure that guy wants to come back? There's only one way to find out. And that's to go find him, wherever he is. Yes. Okay, fine. Well, I'm going with you then. I'm not so sure you would want to do that. And why is that? It's very dangerous. I'm certainly capable of taking care of myself, if you can't tell. (laughs) Oh, really? Don't laugh. I've been training really hard since you left, Vance. Look, everyone else, even Mrs. Clark, uh, just have just accepted that you're gone and that Guy's gone and that there's nothing for it. And it appears that maybe they were half right. But what am I supposed to do, Vance? Go back and tell them that you have renounced your God, you've renounced your duty, and you're traipsing off to the other planes in search of Guy's spirit? Look, if you'd been through what I've been through, you would renounce your deity, too. He's a god, Vance. His name is Paylor. Yeah, well, he's useless. She does not look super happy about what you're saying. Don't don't go anywhere, Vance. I I have to uh, I have to report to the Temple of Paylor in Brightport. No, you don't. Yes, I do. You really don't. I'm going, Vance. But I'll be back. I'll be back later tonight. So don't don't go anywhere, okay? We'll see if I'm here or not when you get back. Vance, don't... Look, I've searched for you for so long. I've been all over Fallen Grove. I'll just... just just don't leave again, okay? Okay. 
she stands up, she walks over and gives you another hug. And then she says, it, 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 it is good to see you, Vance. And I know that, uh, I know that Guy was your best friend and that you loved him. And I loved him. I, I wasn't so kind to him the last time that I saw him. I just, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll talk to you later tonight, okay? And she leaves very quickly. Uh, Saul, what are you, what are you three doing? So, in short, we know that someone involved with the contracts, blood, can sign off. Right? And we need to go to get said contract from the Hall of Records. Right? Yep. So, as soon as Saul's aware of all that, he's just gonna, like, shoulder around Miles, walk across the hall, and open Sir Vance's door. You open Vance's door, and he's weeping into his pillows. <laughs> Just kidding. What's Vance doing? <laughs> no, but I was seriously going to, you know, be emotional for like two seconds and then go see what they were doing. Okay, so Saul opens the door, and you are about to open his door. You meet Vance in the hallway. What are you doing? What are you doing? Have you lost your friend? I killed her. I'm not surprised. We need to go to the Hall of Records almost immediately. <sighs> we probably need to take some time to get our... I found a way to get Misk out of the blood contract. You didn't find the way. Miles found the way. How do we do it? Don't take credit for something that's not yours. <sighs> he sighs heavily. <laughs> Vance, we gotta go to the Hall of Records. We gotta get the contract. Basically, you can relieve someone from the blood contract if anyone involved in writing the contract signs off on it. You know, trades places. So we need the contract. Yes. And then we take then the we Shiv's blood. The Shiv's blood would work, yes. And write his name on it. He would have to do it willingly. He has to do it willingly. Yep. So it has to be willing blood? Wouldn't just the blood work? It's kind of like how you subjected us willingly was it willingly though so so you really you're just being a smart alec definitely a smart alec but listen better than finding the shiv this young wizard here he wrote the contract i say we use the shiv's blood and then kill him vance or we could just use the blood of this wizard that we already have guys look the Shiv's blood probably won't work. That's just all there is to it. This is going to not be a fun night for you then, is it, Miles? You're not going to hurt him. Calm yourself, Misk. I'm not going to hurt anyone. Except for Sir Vance as soon as I can. Remember well, that comment fine. you made about willingly signing the contract? You can't just take my blood and sign it for me. Why not? So what are you guys doing? I'm still in my room, I think. You hear them talking in the hallway. I go out in the hallway. Okay. Char steps out in the hallway. So, apparently, we stand here in this hallway until someone makes a decision. I say we have two options. We rest and then go, or we go now. If we go now, we're going to do so publicly. Because this pretty blue is fading fast, and you can see, like, it's already starting to turn red. Listen, we should rest and then go. I agree with Saul on that. There's no reason to rush out in the streets when they're headed after us wherever they are. Plus, you're all exhausted. How can you all get into, 
the inner chambers of the Hotfoot stronghold being exhausted. Wait, I thought we were going to like a public hall of records, not to the Hotfoot hall of records. Aren't you a hot-footed member? Can't you go yourself? I am. Oh, go get the contract and come back. That's that's just what you expect of me. I ex- Yes, yes, that's exactly what I expect of you. Miles, if you would, please go get it. We can stay here and rest if we even go on the street. You see, if one person notices me, notices what I'm doing, they're automatically going to question, and then the entire plan falls. Then what do you suggest? I suggest proper backup. Proper backup. If we're all in this, and everyone here either cares about you or halfway cares about you, then they should all be for it, and should all be willing to help me go in and get this contract. I'm willing to help. We'll do whatever you want. Just, uh, just tell us what to do. First off, you need rest. You and your brother are looking a little peaked. Watch your <laughs> tongue, peasant. <laughs> uh, peaked. You look so peaked, Saul. Peaked. What's that mean? I don't know. You were looking rather indigo before, but now you look more cerulean. <laughs> <laughs> Let me clarify, as the DM, because I just, I just want to make sure that I understand. You're suggesting that all... Five of you sneak into the heavily fortified Hotfoot Fortress. That's what Miles saying. I just want to make. I just want to make sure. Like, I, I want to know what the plan is. Is the plan for you guys to seek a sneak a paladin, uh, a cleric, two tieflings, all into? <laughs> no, it is not. Saul has not landed there. Okay. No, I just told him what does he think we should do. Which I, I put up in the air of whoever wanted to help. You know? I mean, can't no, they disguise Miles themselves as something this. else? Yeah, Miles is suggesting this. Yeah, no, I'm just, I just want to make sure. Yes, they like uh, theoretically, Saul and uh, Misk could disguise themselves, um, but if anyone tried to touch them, it would break through the disguise because they'd be disguising themselves as someone that's like three foot shorter than they really are. Yeah, Saul very much intends to rest and get back all of his magics, and the next morning be like, just walking there, Miles, and go get it. We'll wait outside. Plain and simple. So you you guys don't even you guys have no idea where the stronghold is. No. Um Misk, you probably have I you've would. you've probably been there, yeah. But if I gotta roll for it, I'm dead. You don't gotta roll for <laughs> it. Uh it's underneath the city. It's underneath the city. Yeah. Yeah. So Saul's <laughs> like, perhaps the hallway is not the best place for this. Let's all go into this room and he opens his door and starts shuffling people in. I sit on the bed, cross-legged. I don't believe... I sit on the bed, too. Yeah, Saul Saul definitely is the, the you know, kind of tries to take the, the command of the floor, even though he has no business there. Does Char, uh, Char go in? Yeah, he just kind of follows behind, like, he's sitting back just listening, like, eh, this doesn't really concern me. I'll jump in when the time comes. He lays down on top of the desk. <laughs> <laughs> so, I believe our situation is easily solved by the fact we have one who can go into the archive. Perhaps you just need backup waiting outside to rush in in the event you're in trouble because our well-armed friend over there... I'm not that well-armed anymore. Our ruddy demon sword-carrying friend and... It's only a handle. (laughs) That thing and these two devils stand out. Would you like a cigar, Miles? Weren't you disguised this whole time? Can you only do devils? Are you that weak? <laughs> you need to learn some respect. <laughs> so that's oh. a disrespectful one. Would you like a cigar, Miles? Gladly. Anyways, <laughs> maybe 
I mean, what would be the reasoning behind him getting the contract and bringing it back to us? Why would he have to do that if he's going to sign it? Which also, are you going to sign it, Miles? I don't need a long thing. I need you to just tell me yes or no, Miles. My plan was, is for at least you and one other to go with me. Okay. And as soon as any changes are made, and he looks at Saul and says, if they are made, you will know immediately. And from thenceforth, you can flee the city. Saul draws a dagger, looks at Misk, and says, that sounds like a trap. Miles wouldn't do that. Why in the world would I go through all this just to lower her into some trap? When she is He could have already told the Shiv I was here. He could have fell down the stairs and acted like he was hurt, and then the hot feet get us. I don't know. All of her actions are within the confines of this contract. So whether or not I tell anyone or try to trap her, she's already trapped. Aye, she is, but I'm not. Listen, little wizard, I just don't trust you. And the fact that you just want the two of us to go into a place... Populated with hot feet doesn't sound so safe. Then send another one of your one of your brave associates. I'll go. It would be the easiest for two tieflings who can disguise themselves. Do I need a disguise? <laughs> I guess you could borrow those glasses and mustache that Char had. Ah. Yes, he would need a disguise. I lost those in the fire. Oh, Char. Saul. Paces back and forth a few times, looks at Surveillance, looks at Char, looks at Char, looks at Surveillance. Looks at Misk. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Looks at Misk. Yay! You know what, sister? What? Perhaps we three do go. All right. It's a plan. Misk jumps off the bed. And I'm going to. No, you're not. Char stands up and he wants to roll an insight to see if he thinks that, uh... Saul is plotting something. Hey, Saul, are you plotting something? Saul is always plotting That's what everything. I was say. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Char rolled a natural one. <laughs> Perfect. Char, you have no reason to think anything. But go ahead, Saul. Saul's always plotting everything. Uh, Saul has it. He has the genuine interest in getting Misk released from the Shiv. So also, you're under a blood contract, and if you even try to plan like something against that 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 will prevent you in any way prevent you from being the door into the hells for Cervance and for Char then you will be crippled by pain there you go I didn't hit the floor in pain so Char is just a suspicious type yeah of course and that's fine I mean yes I was I was mainly saying that for Saul. Like Saul, do you need to be in pain right now? Because <laughs> what's in your mind? Uh, he maybe, does need know. to be. But, he he might know. be in pain depending on how getting missed out of her contract goes. Yeah. So, based on what you know, Saul, you understand that were you to get down there, fix her contract, and then try to like get her out of the city or do anything to that effect, it would kill you before you could accomplish that. Yes. And but long before it would kill you, it would incapacitate you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I follow you. Which would be great. So Miss Miss doesn't have a second contract? Is it just Saul? 
Yeah, yeah. Misk does not have a second contract. And I ain't gonna get one ever again. <laughs> yeah, we actually like Misk. We don't we don't like you at all though. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were kind of afraid that if they tried to do a second blood contract when she already has one that it would mess, she, mess with things. And she also said if uh if Saul is involved, she is too. Yeah, she's she said she wouldn't him. leave Saul to his fate. So Char, um, as the one who is in charge of the ritual, the uh, door opening ritual and all of that. Like, what's the plan? Sounds like they three need to go and try to get that, uh, try to get that blood contract and get it all done so we can finally do the ritual. Yeah. He's not wrong. And based on the voice on high that I heard that said that, uh, and also my inability to sense nefariousness, I don't suspect a thing. I fully trust them. Uh Yeah. Is your plan to set up for the ritual there? What's your plan? So, I mean, what do I know about the ritual? Like, do I can I do it here, or do I need to be in like some uh, Stonehenge type place? Do, nah. like, is this going to open a hellhole that will devour the whole city? Because uh, uh, yeah, you, mm, you know, you don't think so. Even though Char is not terribly caring, he doesn't want to attract attention. You don't think it will be any more, uh, say, um, disruptive than the one that you cast to summon them to you? Okay. Then he's like, okay, cool. He'll start getting things ready. In your room? Uh, If there's room, if it works. Great. Sounds wonderful. I love lightning teleportation. Me too. Well, I'm going to go... Get some rest. Miles, feel free to bunk in my room. There's an extra bed if you want to rest for a while. Is Saul in there? No. He's got his own room. He's a prince of the nine hells. Oh, that's right. That's right. And Misk looks over at Saul and winks. She said it exactly correctly. In fact, you're all in my room. You should get out now. (laughs) Misk laughs and walks out the door. She runs. Runs out the door. <laughs> He's not kidding. He's going to set on fire. No, she walks out the door. Miles follows her. Char, you go to your room, you rest, or you start trying to prepare, read over the ritual, getting things ready? I mean, how long is it going to take me to prepare? Like, do I need the time I think it'll take them to get there and get back? Or is this a matter oh, yeah. of, like, 30 minutes, plugging the microphone in, uh, doing a test recording? Yeah, it's, you need all the time. It's it's definitely the most complicated ritual that you have ever performed. Then I get going. I get yeah. to work. I get busy. Okay. So, um, Miles, Saul, and Misk, uh, you're all going to get some rest. Vance, you getting some rest? Yeah. So you all go to your respective rooms and take a long rest. I'm not saying you can't take a rest, Char. You can, because uh, they're not going till the morning. Anyway. Then I'll but, take a rest. You know, you're probably spending some time preparing late into the night, maybe, and then settling down for rest. Uh, the morning does come uh, uneventfully. No one comes and visits your room, Vance, during the night. Wow. That was rude. Does anybody visit my room? Uh, Nope. So the morning comes, do you, do you guys get ready and go, the three of you that are going? Yeah, I'm up as soon as the sun is. Okay. I'm like, five more minutes. Ah. Misk, no, I'm just kidding. Your life is at hand. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, I get up too. And Saul? Saul's already standing in the hallway with his arms crossed, one foot on the door, just leaning there, smoking. You all 
make your preparations, I'm assuming you cast your spells. Yes, and I look like mm, a halfling. A halfling? And Saul, also a halfling. Describe yourself. Saul, you describe yourself first, Miss Go. Yeah. So I'm a, a little halfling, right under three foot. She's got brown hair, green eyes, wearing just normal clothes, nothing flashy. And that's about it. Freckles on her face, you know. So, She's cute. Uh, so, wizard, what should we really go as one of the little people? Suggestions? Yes, most definitely. Um, so, I'm trying to think of places Saul has seen hot feet in the past. Well, you killed a whole bunch. <laughs> yeah, on the You hill. have their ears. Saul is, yeah, I know. Saul, like, looks down at his belt and, like, is, like, thumbing through the ears, like, picturing faces in his head. And he <laughs> stops at one particular smaller Jeez. than the rest of them ears, and he's like, ah, this will do just fine, and transforms into that halfling. Wow. Oh, Saul. Which one is it? It's one of the ones that got slung off the cliff uh, whenever Misk exploded on top of the mountain. That is a bad idea. Someone's going to be like, Johnny, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> you can. I thought you were dead, little Johnny. That's called giving the DM ammunition. <laughs> oh, that's okay, guys. Don't worry. Uh, uh, yeah. You can have inspiration, oh Saul. You? Saul, you can have inspiration. Yes! Wow. I've never got inspiration. That's a lie. <laughs> I've never had it in my life. I don't Me even have it right now. Char doesn't even have it right now. Okay. I don't even have it Char, right I gave, now. You do have it right now, Char. I gave it to you last time when you ate the fire. Okay. I remember That's that. amazing. All right. So y'all set out. Vance, what are you doing? He kind of felt it when Pauline said, you look awful. Yeah. So he's going to clean up and like cut okay. his no hair way. and shave okay. and sh- bathe. Bathe well. Bathe well. Okay. And then he's gonna, he wants to find out where Pauline went to. Okay. So you're wanting to go looking for the Temple of Pelor? Yes. Okay. So you're, you're kind of getting cleaned up and getting set and you're going to go looking for Pauline. Um, the rest of you have set out first thing early, early, early morning, and you've head across town. And Miles, you have led them to, uh, you know, you're leading them to the Hot Foot Hideout, right? Right. And so Miles takes you through town, and uh, he actually ends up taking you like down some back alleys, and there's basically just this small door uh, in the side of a building that he opens up to one of many entrances uh, down into the uh, streets beneath the city. And he opens up, you guys go down a series of steps, and you are in these underground tunnels, basically. Uh, you can hear sewage pipes and, like, water, flowing water pipes beside you. Uh, and Miles may even start talking some, because he's a nerd, about how that the city is laid out with very advanced, like, water system uh, where the river is running underneath it, uh, and it's you, you know, they've they built all of this, and it was the perfect place to hide, you know, their home base. He takes you through. You got you guys make your way. Uh, it's it's a little distance 
from where you entered in, but you finally come out to, uh, it's like this street in this tunnel. It opens up into a giant open, like, chasm, okay? And uh, it's like a giant cavern, except there are these stone walkways all leading up to this large central stone platform in the middle of this giant chasm. And built on it is what looks like a uh, like a ranch house, like a nice ranch house. Uh, you know, it's got it's like white painted with uh, yellow shutters, uh, like three stories, very very large, and what looks like a lawn around. I mean, it looks like a nice sort of homey type place, uh, except it's enormous. And there are dozens and dozens of people around it as you all are walking forward. You see people coming up to the the house, people leaving, uh, lots of halflings. And as you all step out, Miles uh, turns to the two of you. What do you say? Look, we need to get in here. We need to find this contract. We need to make the changes. We need to get out. And no cigars. Saul pulls Ooh. the cigar out of his mouth and blows smoke, and he goes, Halflings smoke cigars? Yeah, but we're not doing it in here. Remember in the library? caused uh, you know attention to be brought to you, and then it caught on fire, and then we had to run away, and then it was really bad, and then they were after us. Remember I hear that? you. I hear you. As Miss okay. says, okay. we need to keep the, you know, anything that would attract attention needs to be on a down low. Saul drops it, stomps on it, looks at Miles and goes, Just so you know, if it's a trap, I'll kill you before I fight anyone else. As you all are walking up the road toward the house, that is where we're going to have to end this episode. Thanks to everyone for listening. We hope that you've enjoyed episode 14. Uh, It all comes down to this. You think they'll get in and out without being noticed, getting caught? Yeah, Everyone's right. going to die. You think anyone will recognize the dead halfling that Saul's disguised as? I hope so. Yes. Nope. Yes. Definitely not. Oh my gosh, if that happens, I'm leaving. Johnny, is that you? <laughs> think you guys will run into the shiv while you're in here? Uh, probably. Uh, I'm hoping no. I'm scared. I really don't want to see him. I have to tune in next week to find out. As we head out for the night, I want to just give a quick shout out to our sponsor from the beginning, BattleBards.com. Thank you so much for letting us use your music, your sound effects, for making our show what it is today. If you as a listener would like to try out BattleBards and all of their amazing work, you should go to their website, BattleBards.com, and use the code MBHPODCAST to get 15% off of a BattleBards Prime subscription. Trust me, it'll change your gaming table. Of course, we also want to give a huge shout-out to one of our patrons. Thank you so much for supporting us Every month for making all of this possible, you are uh, just an an amazing fan. We couldn't thank you enough for what you do to make this show even better, you know, for allowing us to create cool new content for our awesome fans, for our patrons, and to just, um, just, you know, keep the lights running on this show. It's because of you. So we want to give a huge shout out to Andrew Harmon. Thank you so much, Andrew, for being a patron. Since the very beginning, you've been with us. We are so grateful, and uh, I hope that we're living up to your expectations. <laughs> uh, it's cool. I'm fine. Um, I'm, I'm good. 
Oh, but if, if you're not a patron, if you haven't gone to patreon.com and uh, checked out our sweet rewards we offer over there, you should do so. We, we're doing early releases on Fridays. We've got behind-the-scenes stuff with uh, with uh, our live Q&As, and we have Monomi Unwrapped every month coming out. Lots of stuff. You should check it out. I think we've got something to offer everyone. And just real quickly before we go, if you'd like to have your words read on the show, then all you got to do is go to iTunes or wherever your podcast reviews are accepted and leave us a five-star review. Uh, we have a review here today from Natural21, entitled, The Storytelling is Peg It. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be legit, but it says Peg It. And just in case that's something that I don't know, there it is. Uh, so this review is actually only a four-star review. So that's great. That's that's a great review. Four out of five stars, in my opinion, is still a very good review. I would totally watch a show or listen to a podcast that had four out of five stars. But in the review, Natural21 says this, How Paul managed to write a story more addictive than Oreos baffles me. Ten out of ten, all the way. Props to the players for creating such good characters. I've tried DMing and I cannot seem to make it work. Paul is the wizard of words. Keep up the good work. So Natural21, that is an amazing review. Uh, I do not think that this story is more addictive than Oreos, especially if you're like me and you sit down with a glass of milk and Oreos and it's trouble. Uh, but I'm so grateful and so thankful that you feel that way. And uh, it's really humbling to think that you guys love our show as much as you do. Uh, it's really humbling. But I do want to point out this is a four-star review. If you want to have your review read, we need five stars. The reason I read this is in the review, Natural21, you said... 10 out of 10, and uh, my math could be wrong, but I think 10 out of 10 does not equal 4 out of 5. So personally, I believe perhaps something went wrong there, and you meant that to actually be a, a true 5 out of 5. So if you did, great. You can go on iTunes and, and just fix that rating, just push it on up to 5. If you didn't, that's also great. I just wanted to say thank you for the review. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for being a listener and for just being awesome. You rock, and we wouldn't be here without you. Thank you for listening. We love you. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. 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 She uh, like stops talking and turns and looks up at you. When she does, you recognize her. I stab her. What? <laughs> and she says, excuse you, uh, wait, Vance? Who is it? It's Pauline. Oh. I stab her. <gasps> oh, my God. It's Pauline. You're supposed to be keeping my teeth corrected. What? What? His <laughs> teeth She's corrected? a retainer. Oh, my God. Dear God. <laughs> Please. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. Play. Oh, play. I, I can't play this game anymore. <laughs>